Well, welcome, South Sea folk. Another podcast coming out. There's so much going on in South Sea, Lou. You know, we can, we can do these every week and uh, every time there's a different subject, isn't there? So how are you, how are you been this week? Yeah, I've been really good. Um, it's, it's exciting, this, you know, the government giving 50% off food. I think, mm. I think this is really sort of, um, you know, with all the eateries that we've got in South Sea, I think it's really help them to think that they're going to have a bit of a, a boost and a bit of a focus over yeah. the summer so I don't know if you've seen that sign that says you know you can get you know 50% off your food bill I partake, um, I partook of that yesterday it's funny you should say that I went you? to the um to the merchant and they do the the um need for street food which is which I love their burgers uh, Benny burgers yeah. or chicken burgers and the Hanoi uh, hangover yeah. fries and it was it was packed or as packed as it can be with the um with the social distancing but there was people queuing out the door um so it is working and it was great to um great to see uh businesses like that you know getting that um, leg up from the government is fantastic yeah yeah i think so that so that's exciting mm. um i've focused this week you know how we were talking last week to vicky well her yep. podcast is going to be going live tomorrow um, and, you know, we've concentrated this week in South Sea Folk all about kind of people holidaying in the UK, yes. in England. So there's a, there's a good three posts up on the website if people want to have a look. You know, camping, uh, mm. South Sea Staycation, which has got loads of links to some really nice places in South Sea that people can go and check out. Um, and then Vicky's post, she's put up a lovely post up all about... Um, days out in Dorset and what you can do yeah so that's nice so, so people will be yeah, listening been to this so actually yeah it would have gone out on the 7th when it's 7th of August so um it'll already be out there for all the people listening to this podcast yeah definitely so mm. um yeah so that's good so we've got a, a lovely guest on today we've got Kate um welcome Kate <laughs> thanks thanks for having me <laughs> So you're an artist. So anybody listening, Kate, can you can you give uh, people an idea about who you are and what you do? Yeah, okay. I'm I'm South Sea based. I'm originally from um, Portsmouth and uh, moved back about six years ago now. Um, and I'm based at Artspace Portsmouth. And I am um, an artist and a curator. And I also lecture as well in fine art. Okay. Um, and this last week, it's been a great focus for you because you set up um, a wonderful exhibition down where the old Knight and Lee building is. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's a co-curated project. So myself and um, Patrick Galway, who's another Portsmouth-based artist, we had this idea over well over a year ago actually um, that we wanted to do um, an exhibition within an old shop so obviously we're aware we're aware that the high street is changing and that um, mm -hmm. and an artist working with with shops as opposed to commercial um, galleries or project spaces is, is not a new thing I mean even sort of Jasper Johns was doing it in New York and in, in the 50s and uh, we mm -hmm. really liked the idea of um, getting art onto the high street actually so I guess it was around that time that Knight and Lee uh, was closing and we were walking by there and it was a case of, well, you know, that would be the, the mother of all shops if you were going to do an mm. exhibition. 
So mm -hmm. uh, we Googled the property developers and contacted them who were very supportive of the project. And it, it kind of really sort of grew and developed from, from there, really. Um, yeah. we, wanted, we wanted the show to kind of have a kind of resonance with the history of the building and, and maybe the objects that were sold in that building, but um, in a kind of more uh, imaginative and maybe slightly sur surreal way. So the idea is almost like a sort of like a haunting of the building. So selectively, oh, nice. yeah. the idea that maybe there's some kind of um, afterlife mm. for, for that building or like an alternative still life show, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people mourned the closing of that building, didn't they? They really oh, did. And I know my wife was, was Think you know she'd been in and out of there since she was so young, and and it, it really had a presence in South Sea, and that haunting actually um, sort of resonates with that very nicely. Yes, yeah, and I guess even yeah. when even when the building gets redeveloped and we and we go in there, there's going to be those those memories of going in there and you know getting your you know haberdashery department or you know, <laughs> yeah. getting your kids shoes. There's there's you know there's always going to be that, but yeah, yeah. It, I think you know it's also the high street is changing and. Yeah you know that is just the way it is yeah i mean even yeah. i can't i can't hear the if i listen to this remember the sound of the old staircase the uh, moving the escalator there even that is very evocative and and i suppose i mean because <laughs> you, you work in many different uh, medias don't you mostly sculpture and collage and, and more, more yeah. tactile stuff and but sound in itself is, a, is an art form isn't it Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole uh, genre of, of audio um, audio works, so artists using sound. Sound yeah. is very evocative. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know probably, so, probably more so than imagery. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kate, what, you know the exhibition that's on now? It's called Select Dream. So if yes. people, like, like you say, um, you know, it's been a, a sad thing for lots of people with the building. And this exhibition really brings a fresh... It just, it's like the next stage. And I think people have been quite excited about this exhibition because it's just a way for people to, to walk around, do their shopping and see that building is going to change. So how, how long is it going to stay up for, Kate? It should be up until next year. So I think that group are going to mm -hmm. start developing um, their plans are end of, end of November, around that time. But the idea is that because it's on the outside of the building, it can stay up while the interior work is being done. So it's a benefit for the community, but also a benefit for them as well, because it's a bit like an arty disguise, isn't it? They can get on yeah. and work yeah. on the infrastructure inside the building. And then once it's ready to, you know, to be revealed, then they can take the, um, take the vinyls down. So the idea yeah. is that it's it's it is it's a trend it's it's there to mark a transition and hopefully a more positive light than the sort of the graffiti and the the white peeling vinyl that was up there before. Yeah, and, you, and yeah. You know, we talked about the morning. The black windows on that building really were, you know, like like a black armband, weren't they? So having the vinyl on there now should hopefully, uh, yeah, take that image away. Yeah, mm -hmm. hopefully. I mean, it, it's hopefully supposed to be an uplifting thing for people at a time when you know it's quite a dark time at the moment and, yeah yeah and all the galleries have been shut there's been nothing to look at visually mm. um yeah. so it was a case of you know the project was going to go ahead and then it, it got stalled because of covid and and then when i was running i went for my you know daily run past it during the lockdown when we were in deep lockdown i just thought this you know mm. there's got to be another way of doing this project because i think it's really it, it could be really meaningful at, at the moment when we can't get into galleries or people are nervous about yeah. going to galleries so you know let's make something yeah. accessible so that's when I you know went to Steve Pitt and asked for his help you know to find a way forward of it. 
That's really good. And, and the 12 artists that are involved, I know one of them, Charlotte Brisland, she's a, an artist in residence where you are on Brown yeah, Road. So, me, yeah. Is that where you met the other artists or is it kind of an artist community where you all support each other and... Um, I think Art Space Ports is very supportive anyway. Um, I guess, well, are you asking me how I managed to curate it, how I chose? Yeah, what? the 12 artists, that, that, that there's 12 all together, isn't there, including yes. yourself? Yeah. yeah, there is. So, yeah, mo mo quite a few of them do come from Art Space um, Portsmouth, mm -hmm. and, I, and I know them. And when I moved in there two years ago, after my daughter went to school, I, I knew Greg Palmer anyway, because we exhibited together back in 2006 in London. Um, yeah. And I reconnected with, with Patrick, who was there at the time. Charlotte, I went to the Royal College with, actually. And I've got quite a few of her paintings in my house anyway. Um, but then oh, there's other people oh. like Natty, who's opposite me in the studios, makes work out of tumble dryer fluff. Nice. Which I just love <laughs> the idea that yeah. she takes a really base material and just totally transforms it into these beautiful objects. And then um, yeah. Paul Vivian is he's my ex-boss, actually. We worked <laughs> at UCA Farnham where I'm a senior lecturer so uh, I knew his work anyway and he's got a fantastic way of dealing or subverting objects so mm. I knew that I wanted to have his work. Stephen Cooper yeah. um, I'm curating a show with next year at Imperial College. Um, he was my uh, head of uh, fine art at Winchester School of mm -hmm. Art so I, I go back quite a way with Stephen and the other artists some of them are from Hastings like Jay is from Hastings and oh. um, originally we were going to have an exhibition where the bays of the, the shop was going to be used yeah. as well. So we were going to have objects in the, in the windows, but the insurers said, said no. But so hers was going to be sculptural. It got turned to, into painting. Um, and Josephine Rock, who did the black and white hands, like the scans of hands that go around the curved bay. Yeah. She was actually a student of mine at uh, UCA and she won the platform award through Aspects Gallery uh, two years ago. Oh, so, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, it's so she's an ex-student. So hmm. it's yeah, it's a real family, isn't it? Yeah, but they, it was important that they came from the south coast, not just from Portsmouth, yeah. Yeah. but also you know, like tentacles reach out along the south hmm. coast and up into Winchester and around around that kind of area. But so it, it's local but diverse as well. I think at the same time. So how so how would yeah. you then describe uh, a South Sea or Hampshire's art scene? Oh, is there any way you can describe it, or is the diversity make it, you know, undescribable? What, what would you, um, what would you say? I think there's, I think there's some really interesting um, possibilities here and projects, and I just think mm. Aspects Gallery is just a fantastic yeah. resource. We're so lucky to to have that. An art space, Portsmouth, as a as a charity, is. I mean, it's it's actually would have celebrated its forty years. Um, this year but unfortunately mm. obviously because we couldn't do our open studios or celebrate that so you know yeah. and Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth creates as well um are, are starting to do some really fantastic stuff and obviously yeah. there's sort of we believe arts trails on at the moment as well which is kind of working yeah that's well. good yeah <laughs> yeah I've got I've got my net I'm doing that as well so it's a bit like a Southie takeover <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't intentionally supposed to be like that, but that as a as an art scene as well, I think that's a, a real benefit to have as well. And it's I'm really pleased that those two projects are happening at the same time because they complement each other quite well. And again, yeah. it's accessible. Mm. It's outside. You don't have to go into a building. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So how are aspects um, doing then now? Because obviously that's an enclosed space um, where where the gallery is in, in in Gunwall. So what are they what are they doing now to um, to get past the COVID restrictions? 
Well, if you if you go onto their website at the moment, yeah. they are celebrating the anniversary of. Um, do you remember the dinosaur on the? Yes, uh, the, the park? yes. yeah. So Set fire to. Mm. of activities um online activities based around that and also they're fundraising to, to have a permanent um piece there as well so oh, no. um i'm not involved in that but um that but, but they're doing an amazing job and i, I think i thought you were involved in open. everything kate think <laughs> 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 at the moment but, um, <laughs> uh, what yeah. i was going to say kate um was that um i live around the corner from the art space and i've always gone to the open studios and Although, um, you know, it hasn't been available um, throughout this year, it will open again. And it is a wonderful time for people to just go and have a little potter around and get to meet the artists in their studios. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it's think a lovely thing to do, isn't it? It is. And we, I think our exhibition programme as well will kick off again in October. Um, yeah. So actually, I'm going to be doing a project there in, in October, an Arts Council funded project with Tony Spencer from A-Space. So um, there will be exhibitions yeah. again. And if if we can, you know, last year we did an open studios just before Christmas as well. But I, I don't know how that would work with mm. social distancing. But um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But exhibitions will start again from October. So is that yeah. the government guideline now for when they're going to start opening galleries? Is that is that October? Yeah, do we know? Some galleries are open, some galleries are already open, like the Tate's open now, and I've just booked in to see an exhibition on Saturday down in Brighton as well. So I think quite, quite a lot of these exhibitions will run by, you, you book a space. Yeah, yeah. I guess up to control, to control numbers of visitors to an mm. exhibition. Of course. Yeah. What, what I found, Kate, because my little boy loves art, and he was covering an artist each week, is that, um, you know, some of the big galleries like the V&A and things, they did really nice virtual tours, um, which really helped, you know, where, you know, an artist had sort of planned to have their exhibition on at the time during, you know, immense lockdown. Um, and it was just nice to be able to just click on there and just, you know, feel like you're still involved in art because... Yeah. Like you say, people just couldn't go. They couldn't go out to galleries and, and go out and do the usual thing, could they? There's been um, some really so. good um, adaptations. I think galleries have been really imaginative. I've been showing a lot of my students those kind of virtual tours or video walkthroughs walk or the ways in which, I mean, my second years, for example, they were going to have an exhibition and instead they've changed it to a really interesting website. Hmm. So there's different yeah. ways of posting it online. And um, I was supposed yeah. to do a show in, in May in Brighton with um, a, another co-curation show with Reese Trussler. And we decided to, we actually made replica models of the two gallery spaces. Ah. And then all the artists made scaled down versions of their work. So we made a miniature version of it. Yeah. And then we asked people if they wanted to come to the private view to send a photo of themselves during lockdown. Mm. So they had, we wow. had people, we turned them into little cardboard cutouts of 15 centimetres tall. So you had yeah. lots of people wearing their socks, standing in their kitchen. <laughs> and we, we cut them all out. So we populated yeah. it and did a photo shoot. So we had like an online live private view mm. um, and then had the exhibition running as a series of uh, documents of this, of this model. And we did that through Instagram. So can people still that see that then? Good. Yes, it has. If you go to, uh, if you look at yard projects in South Sea, uh, in yeah. um, South Sea in, in Brighton, Brighton yeah. um, and it's um, yard um, underscore projects. Yard underscore projects. Oh. Oh, that's, that's to check that out. Yeah. So well, that was quite funny. It was quite humorous. You know, I think uh, yeah. I appreciated the humor at the time. <laughs> 
you know, I think you have to find so humour people, in stuff. I know. If people want to find out more about the 12 artists that are, you know, being displayed on the Select Dream exhibition, is there anywhere, is there any information for people to go, say if they wanted to find out more about Charlotte, is there anything that you've set up where people can go and find out a little bit more about the artist? Yeah, work? it's an Instagram site which is at Select Dream, and if you go there, right. there's links to all of the artists' pages as well, and information about the artists and installation shots as well. And there's at uh, Select some, Dreams, yeah. At Select Dream, yeah, and there's preparatory right. like our visualizations, the, the things that we submitted to get the funding get the project yeah. off the ground, you know, so it kind of tracks the history of the project as well. And yeah, and all the artists that are there. So would you oh, say, brilliant. would you say, Kate, that what we've been through, because this uh, art obviously is influenced by your own experiences and your own emotions and so on. Would you say that this, this happening has, has defined the way that you're going to go forward with your art or, 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 or and how do you see that evolving for yourself? Because it's affected a lot of people, you know, the way, even the way I work. So would you say the way you work has been affected by it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the majority of artists, you know, we're not insular creatures. We don't just exist in our own head. No, very much, no. You know, so we, I think this, you know, looking at things globally and, you know, in, in, in a sort of, and what's happened to society and, mm. and also on a personal level, I think it has deeply Im impacted on, on, on my work, certainly. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the work I've, I've made over the past few months mm -hmm. has been very directly resulting in, in these events. Um, I mean, I've got my core interests and in research within my practice, and yeah. that that is still there. However, it has made me very—it's made me more adaptable. I think as a as a practitioner, I think we've all had to adapt, and I think there's yeah. things that you know will come out of this, learning, knowing more about, or feeling more confident about, or realizing what's really important to us as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it has. Because your media is quite tactile, isn't it? So you just mostly, well, from what I've read about you, Kate. So excuse me if if I got that wrong, but more around the sculpture and collage. So it's a very tactile way of working, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it's it is very tactile. There's that definitely that that strand with my work. But I guess mm. also I'm I'm an image maker as yeah. well. So I think you know it can translate well through digital media mm. online but then obviously the, the you know if I want I would prefer people to experience it in the flesh and get up close of to course. it and yep. have a relationship with the materials mm. yeah yeah so if people want to find out a little bit more about you Kate are you on the same with the Instagram because you're one of the artists that's done part of the exhibition um there's a profile about you as well and people can find out a little bit more on the Instagram at select dream yeah yeah, and I've got my own Instagram site there, and I've also uh, got a website which is katestreet.net. Oh, great. And what is your Instagram? Is that at Kate Street? At Kate underscore street underscore studio. studio. And, and there's a link oh. to katestreet.net on there as well, so you can go along and. Um... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. So, what have you got next coming up then, Kate? Have you got any more things planned um, sort of for next year or? Yeah, I've got, um, I've got an exhibition in October with um, Tony Spencer, which will be at Art Space initially, and then we'll go travel yeah. somewhere else. That opens in October uh, mm. as a two-person show. I'm currently, I'm trying to, uh, the show that I was talking about was called Greenness is a Kind of Grief that was going to be held in Brighton. And it was actually based on a Philip Larkin poem about death in spring. Oh, nice. <laughs> <quite> <laughs> um, so we're trying to revisit that in light mm. of, um, 
COVID, actually. We've really, yeah, really yeah, liked it, the funding, and that's going to be at the Regency Townhouse in Hove next April, May, uh, to mm-hmm. go along with Brighton Festival. Um, and then I've also, uh, the show that I was going to do in September at Imperial College is, is happening next year now. So there's uh, plenty of things keeping mm. me out of trouble. So, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Well, I hope to pop down and see you at the art studio when it, when it opens again down at Art Space. Um, yeah. nice I will definitely again. cycle down tonight in Lee and because um, I haven't been down there when the art's been up there. So I need to. I've seen pictures, obviously, but I haven't been you know, seen it right. in the flesh. So I'll, um, yeah, it's, been, it's be been really lovely, actually, people getting in contact and saying how much they're enjoying it. And that's, to be honest, has been it's made it all worthwhile, actually, mm. that, you know, because it went up. And I thought, oh, God, I hope I'm not inflicting some people. <laughs> Although I always knew the work was good. You know, I always knew that was, yeah. you know, obviously cause I curated it. But <laughs> So what would your what would your um, <laughs> definition of be be the perfect outcome to this, or do you not, do you have one? I just I just hope that people enjoy it. You know, this mm. is the you know we've done it for the you know for the love of the the project really of wanting to transform an area and and the, and the exciting thing is that aspects are going to do something with Debenhams as well in October. Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah, and also it's yeah. going to be like craft makers um, we're inside Debenhams from September to December as well. Steve was saying so that whole part of the area is going to come alive in a very different way from how it was before. But um, as long as, you know, as long as people sort of feel a sense of being uplifted by it, yeah. then, then my job is done. Yeah. And yeah, that's lovely. I think I think it's great, Kay. I think I think people driving past and walking past, and yeah. it sometimes makes people stop that might not have even thought about looking at those, um, you know, twelve artists, and just like you say, just lightens people's moods, and mm. I think it just gives that whole phase of that building how it is going to change. So. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Kate. Thank you for inviting me. 